So I'm in Santorini. I've been there about three and a half months and I remember like some kind of hatchback car stopping and he picked me up by my hair and part of my ribs and thrown me in the car. And I'm laying in the back of this hatchback car. And that's the moment where I thought, I started praying to God. I remember asking God, if he's going to rape me, please don't let me get pregnant or get AIDS. And if he's going to kill me, the next day was Mother's Day. And I asked God to let my mum know that I really love her. And then I don't remember anything. I woke up in hospital. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. everybody this is Eleni and Karen and we are super excited today because we have a beautiful guest that has such incredible high energy that you're going to be able to feel it from her immediately she is Emma Romano a self-healing coach master hypnotherapist energy healer creator and trainer of the Family Freedom Protocol, Delete Reset and Timelet Reset Protocol, co-creator and facilitator of Dragon Breathwork, master NLP practitioner, singer, songwriter, author, international world-class speaker. Welcome, Emma Romano. Goodness, that was long. Thank you. This is a real honour to be here. I'm like literally with my two favourite girls. Oh, I'm so excited to have you, you here with us. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. All oh, welcome. Welcome, everyone listening. This is amazing. This is going to be, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's going to be exciting, though. I know it is. Yeah, <laughs> wherever the conversation goes. But yeah. before we got on, you started a conversation where you were telling us about this trip to Jordan, which sounds friggin' epic. So can you give us just a little bit of background first? Like, why Jordan? Why did you decide to go to Jordan? Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you the real background of why I ended up. I went on a one-month trip with my husband in November in 2022. And we were in Egypt first, then we went to Jordan, then we went to Israel. Now, what got me there? (laughs) Are you ready for it? Yeah. Back when I was 24, I was living in Santorini, the Greek island. And I was working in a jewellery store, I was working at bars, things like that. And I was actually kidnapped in Santorini. And I was kidnapped and I was going to be taken to Egypt. So there's five of us girls on the island. So I had this really negative PTSD stuff around Egypt because Egyptians had actually kidnapped me. So So why, Emma, don't, don't... Don't, don't leave that story. You've got to stay there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, do, you can, do we have five minutes for the story? Do you want to hear we, the kidnapping? We can't just say you've been kidnapped and then move on. All right. <laughs> right? So I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to tell you the kidnapping story. It was, it's a very full-on story. But it's um, when I look back now, it just it's really put me on a path of massive healing and, and created who I am today. 
So I'm in Santorini. I've been there about three and a half months. I was traveling with one of my girlfriends, Bindi, and we were sick. We had the flu. Too much partying, too many cigarettes, too many freaking cheap bonkers, you know, not enough good food. And we were just sick. We just had the flu. And two of our girlfriends we'd met um, from Canada were leaving the island. They were, they were leaving to travel on. And we wanted to just give them a little gift. I worked at a jewelry store, so we had little pendants, silver pendants. We just wanted to gift them to them and then leave. So we'll go into this place called the Blue Note. So we walked into the Blue Note. It's a bar run by a Greek guy and run by an Australian, a girl from Perth at the time. So we walk in there and we're just not well. We haven't eaten probably for about a good 48 hours by now. We're feverish. We're all of that. We're just literally dumping, hugging, running, going back to bed. One of our friends, Michael, um, who we've known since we got on the island, he worked in the local supermarket and he was Egyptian, beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous man, like really hot to look at too, by the way, absolutely stunning looking man. And we were really good friends. He never tried to come on to me, nothing like that. He was just a very safe guy. And he would help me if I had washing. He would come and help me do my washing or sit with me in the laundromat and bring me some food and say, he was amazing. Anyway, he's at the bar and he's looked at me and he goes, and Bindi said, would you like a drink? We're like, oh, gosh, no. No, no, we haven't eaten. But they used to have these big vats of, like, mixed fruit. I'm looking back now, it's probably cordial, but I thought it was healthy, right? <laughs> so we've got, oh, maybe just one of those fruit things. It'd be good to have some vitamin C. So he's given us a fruit juice each we're sitting down and it wasn't long everything started undulating everything started like wavy and I've looked a bit I've never had a drug in my life like I'd never even tried marijuana like I'd nothing mm-hmm. I think the hardest I ever went was a Panadol and I looked at Bindi and I went I am really not well like I'm I need to go back to bed and she said babe we haven't eaten for about 48 hours and literally down the road, about maybe 150 metres down the road was the this place. It was kind of like a subway. You know, you, you get toasted sandwiches. It was called Toasties. <laughs> so we even came out. We didn't have any money on us because we were just coming over, dropping the pendants, saying, you know, God bless, have a great trip and lovely meeting, in, you know, knowing in the last month and going back to bed. Biddy's gone, I'm going to go down and get us some toasted sandwiches. You go back to the pension, which was over the road from the Blue Knot. She said, you get the money. By the time the toasties are finished, you'll be down there with the money. I'm like, okay. She's gone. All I remember is walking across the road and I think my legs must have gone underneath me and I must have hit the road. And I remember like some kind of hatchback car stopping. Michael got out of the car. And he picked me up by my hair and part of my ribs because I remember my ribs, he must have just kind of grabbed me and thrown me in the car. But I remember excruciating pain in my ribs, my right ribs and my head. And I'm laying in the back of this um, like hatchback car. And I don't remember what I was saying, but I must have been saying to him, I'm, I've got to meet Bindi, you know, at Toasties. And then he kept, all I kept remembering him saying to me, it's okay, Emma, I'm going to make dinner for you. I'll take you, I'm going to make dinner for you. I'll make it for you. But I couldn't move anything. I, I couldn't move myself. And then I don't remember much. And then I remember the car stopping 
and we were amongst trees somewhere and Michael got out and urinated in out outside and that's the moment where I thought I started praying to God. I get a bit emotional talking about this bit. Um, I remember asking God, if he's going to rape me, please don't let me get pregnant or get AIDS. Mm. And if he's going to kill me, the next day was Mother's Day. Mm. And I asked God to let my mum know that I really love her. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then I don't remember anything. I, I woke up in hospital. So what had happened in between, this is the story now that's been told to me because I'm not aware of it. Bindi was looking frantically everywhere for me because I'm the kind of person, if you tell me to be there at 8 a.m., I'm there at 7.50. I'm never on time. I'm always early. There's only three places I can be and there's only one road. So she's frantic. Anyway, there's some tourist police in, in the square. And she's gone up, she said, my friend's missing. I said, well, for how long? She's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes or something like that. They're gone, that's, that's not missing. She says, you don't understand. I've looked everywhere. And thank God they asked her, what does she look like? She said, she's got red hair. She's about a size, I was about a size 14, 16 then. She said, she's about a size 14, 16. She said, there's four other women on the island missing. Four blonde girls size 14 to 16 are missing. There's five of you missing on the island. And it's been since about 5 p.m. So they've gone and they've looked for us girls. So the first they've gone to the ferries. We're not there. We were being held, carried, all five of us girls, by these men onto a, char a private chartered flight heading for Cairo. Wow. So they found us. So I ended up in, I was in hospital. I woke up in hospital. Um, I, I don't know what had happened to me. I don't, I don't know anything. I've never met the girls. I don't know what happened to the girls. I don't know anything about the girls. And then after that, I went to Italy to spend time with my grandfather is Italian. And I went and spent time with them because they nurtured and looked after me. So that's, that's the kidnapping story. But wow. I, yeah, I had this really bad energy around Egypt, but I had a massive pull towards Egypt as well. And then about three years ago, I had an experience with plant medicine. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've done a lot. I've had a lot of trauma in my life as everybody, but I had never touched on this kidnapping. It's like my unconscious mind never wanted to go there. It's like consciously I never really wanted to go there either. I would always look at other traumas before and after, but I would never hit on that one. So I'm sharing this plant medicine experience with one of my best friends, Shayla, and we're driving there. She said, have you ever thought of the intention of releasing about trauma around this kidnapping? And I went, no, I don't know. She went, oh, interesting. So we're doing this plant medicine. Which particular plant medicine? Oh, um... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. The one that you do off the back of a frog and you smoke it. It's very, okay. you go out for about 15, 20 minutes. Are you talking about toad? Yes. DMT, yeah. MEO5 DMT, that one? I'm not yeah, sure if I said one. it right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, don't know if, I don't know if, yeah, saying it right either. Yeah. So 
I had that yeah. and I'm right in the back of the car that I was kidnapped in. But this time I could sit up. And I sit up and I look at Mark and I go, why? And he said, we had to undo because we were never going to harm you. He said, we had to undo stuff that you'd done karmically in Egypt thousands of years ago. He said, you need to go back. You need to go to Egypt. You need to claim your codes in Egypt. And I went, what? And then lockdown happened. So in 2022, I just made, as soon as lockdown, Melbourne got out of lockdown, I said in 2022, I'm going everywhere, everywhere. I think I traveled for about six to seven months last year. <laughs> I, I was barely home. I went, I went Fiji. I went America. I went Thailand. I went Bali. I went everywhere. I went Egypt, Jordan. So that's what got me back. That's the story. All that lead up, sorry, was the reason why I went back to Egypt. And it was a trip. It was like a, a, a tour. And they added Jordan and they added in Israel. To be honest, mm-hmm. I really didn't know about Jordan. I mean, we all hear about Israel and we all hear about Egypt. I really didn't know anything about Jordan. Nothing. So we've gone to, we've spent like, oh, and by the way, I'm in Egypt, right? I'm about, I don't know, day five or something in Egypt. And my gorgeous husband and I were in this little, like this roadhouse place. So we're on this long, long trip in the desert. We're in this roadhouse thing and I'm sitting there. And Anthony goes, I think that's Karen Bird. I went, what? And he goes, yeah, have a look. And there is Karen. Karen Bird is there. You should have seen us. We were like long lost lovers in the lines. <laughs> we were like running towards so crazy. Incredible. And it's like you from Australia and me from the States. And then we meet at a restaurant in Egypt. It was crazy. And it was in the middle of bloody nowhere. Like literally, we weren't even in a town. It was It was a roadhouse in the middle of nowhere it was amazing it was mm-hmm. so, That's so incredible it's just it's just amazing soul sisters yeah, definitely soul sisters and it was funny because when we yeah. saw each other it was just like oh it was like a part of me come back you know it was so beautiful we're so heart connected yeah you know it's just so heart connected um and that's what got me to Egypt. That's what got me to Egypt. And then I went to Jordan. Egypt was amazing. Like, I mean, Karen mm-hmm. will tell you, that place holds magic. And when you're in your divine mm-hmm. energy, because divine feminine energy means that you're ready to accept and receive. It's all about receiving. When we're in our brains too much and we're thinking, oh, now where do I find these codes? You won't, you won't find them. Okay, you won't get them. Mm. But when you sit there and go, yeah, I'm just going to wander around, be in my divine feminine energy and just be present and look at all the things, all of a sudden this magic and this codes just go bang, 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 bang into your soul and you start remembering who you really are. And then Mm. you go to Jordan and Jordan is incredible. I had this massive connection with, I've always had it, with Jesus and Mary and um, Mary Magdalene. You know, I mean, I was brought up Catholic, but it's not the religion part of me. It's definitely the spiritual side of me because I'm not practicing Mm -hmm. Catholic now. Um, But Jordan was incredible. And I got to meet Moses. Does that sound weird? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Let's hear it. Let's hear what happened. Describe what happened. Massive. Like a guy called Moses. I'm talking the Moses, right? The guy, the Moses. So my husband, God bless him, is absolutely beautiful. My husband, I'm very, very fortunate that my husband and I have done a lot of work together. And I used to be massively in my masculine energy. Go, 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 go. I was always making decisions. I was the one. I was the one doing everything. And then I've really been in deep practice of falling in my feminine energy and I just allowing it to happen. And it's beautiful. So much easier, by the way. Um, it's so much easier yeah. on the nervous system. Oh my God. So much easier for life. Um, because it's in a natural all... state, right? It's yeah, a natural yeah, state. Exactly. We, we chose to be women in this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It's really lovely. And I, I am, I'm a magical creature. I am an alchemist and what was happening, it started in Egypt. This is going to make a laugh. I started getting a really itchy head, like massive. It was the crown chakra of my head. But I thought I had lice. I was that itchy, right? So I'm like, you need to check my hair. I reckon I've got lice. Like something, I've got lice from someone, right? Some I've kissed a horse or something, right? I need a <laughs> I swear it was of some goat I was talking to. He's gone, babe, you've got nothing. I'm like, do I need an antihistamine? I don't know what it is. So I've rung my spiritual advisor, Jason, and I've gone what it is. He's chewed and he goes, your crown chakra is completely open and activating right now. He said, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to put up with an itchy head. But just know it's not medical and it's not lice. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. I can live with magic. That's okay. That's good. So we're in this monastery in Jordan where Jesus was baptised. Anyway, it was a place where Moses mm -hmm. was and we're in this monastery and it's beautiful. It's got these beautiful mosaics, you know, floors. It's just insanely gorgeous. A lot of people there, like a lot of people, maybe 300 people there, tourists, big buses and stuff like that. And there's a little, you know, there's a few pews there where you can sit there, you can kneel down, you can say a So Anthony and I are kneeling down and we're just praying and it was beautiful Next thing, and my head's going nuts, so I, I'm scratching, and I yawn a lot when I'm about to activate, when I'm about something downloads about to happen, something big's about to happen. I yawn a lot. Anyway, Anthony's just put his hand on my back, like what kind of where my bra strap is, like in between the angel wings. He's just put his, his big, big, beautiful Italian hand right there. He's gone, wherever you need to go right now, I've got your body. So if you need, if your soul mm. needs to go for a little trip, know that I've got you. Because there's a lot of people around. He goes, I'm, I'm going to look after you. You go. So my body stayed there, all relaxed and, you know, in kneeling, kneeling position. And my soul, I guess it was my soul, came out. I literally walked down the aisle, walked outside, and no one was there. I went back into a timeline or I went to, I'm not going to say back, I went to a timeline where Moses was there in physical form. And I'm just standing there mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Like there's a beautiful breeze. I mean, I can just, I can smell it. I can feel it. I can taste it, everything. I'm standing there and this beautiful man in like this, he's quite tall, about six foot. And he's slight. He's, he's well built, but slight. And I can tell you what he smells of. He smells of like cardamom, 
dirt. And I, I'm going to say sandalwood, but I don't know if that's right. But I think it's a sandalwood kind of smell. And he came up to me and he just held me. And I get emotion thinking of it. And he said to me, I asked him, I said, you know, why are you here? He said, there are so many divine men. There are so many divine men. He said, you women have to let them in. The men can't show up unless the women back down out of that masculine energy. And it was everything to me. And he said to me, he goes, you, are, you women are all divinely guided. You're all divinely protected. And it was just mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like running down our spine either side, we have a thing called the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve holds our trauma and our trauma stories. And it was almost like I had this Kundalini experience. It was almost like from the top of my neck all the way down my spine, right down to my base. It just, every kind of trauma, every story just collapsed out of it. Every reaction mm. to the story collapsed out of it. I was completely held and I'm like, my three-dimensional body, my flesh and bone were being held by the most divine man in the monastery, my husband. And then my soul is being held by the most divine masculine man, Moses. And Moses was divine masculine. He was a leader. He was a protector. He protected his people. He never stepped down from his truth and what he knew was correct. No one could tell him likewise. No one could tell him differently, but he would protect his people. He would guide them. He would lead them. It was so beautiful. Then he says to me this, Emma, when you go back in your body, come back out to this space here and I've got a rock for you. I've got a rock and you're going to hold it and you're going to touch it and you're going to soothe it. You're going to take it home with you. So don't tell anyone I did take a rock home from Jordan, okay? So <laughs> probably not allowed to, but I did. <laughs> and it was just beautiful. And here we are on the podcast. I know, I know. So I was, it wasn't me. It was someone else. <laughs> so I've gone back in, gone back in my body. Then I can now feel Anthony's hand on my back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm back in here. I'm, I'm back here now. And then Anthony just goes to me, take three deep breaths. I know you're back, but just take three deep breaths and take your time. We don't need to go anywhere. We're on your time right now. And it was, in, it was the most amazing experience. It was incredible. It was really mm. about me going, I'm going to let you catch me. Beautiful. I love it. So do you yeah. believe, Emma, that you had a kundalini awakening? Is that what you believe you had? Yes, I do, 100%, for sure. And so what do you feel has what, – what's the biggest change that's happened since that point in time in your life? There's been several. So for one, my relationship with myself is I trust me more. I love me more. I'm more comfortable with me and my body and all parts of me. I'm more comfortable with all the parts of my background of what happened to me in the past, like what happened for me in the past. Um, abundantly, a lot of abundance. When you're in your divine feminine, like, you just, you're abundant. And I don't just mean with wealth. 
with money. I mean with opportunity. I mean with sleep. You sleep better. You mm-hmm. wake up better. You exercise gent- more gentle but get better results. <laughs> Everything is abundant. Mm-hmm. Everything just comes to you. you. You're walking around and you're looking when you go for your, your walk that you go for every day, you're looking at these plants going, you were created for me to look at you and admire you. Thank you. Like everything is for us. It's just beautiful. So my relationships yeah. are better. You know, I don't have this reaction and trauma response to things. I can sit there and go, mm, okay, that's that. I don't need to react to that. I don't need to do anything about that. I don't have to actually do. I can just be. And I've really fallen into presence. I rec- I think present, being present mm. is the most divine act we can do for ourselves. And then therefore the planet, you know, therefore other people. So I would say that would be the big ones. I love it. I love it. I just have a side note, and this isn't a spiritual thing, but it's so funny because you were talking about thinking that you had fleas in Egypt. Yeah. And I, I'm... 99.9% sure that we got bed bugs on the boat on the Nile. Oh, and no. That was, yes. And I know because I have, I've had bed bugs before that we brought home from Paris when our, we went as a family and didn't know it and brought them into the house. And it was a disaster, like weeks long of craziness trying to get rid of them. So in on the boat, um, Chad started itching like all over and um, like little bites all over the place. And I'm like, they're bed bugs. Like we've been here before. So anyways, it's funny you say that about fleas because I'm thinking, hmm, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> that he yeah. had all these bites on his Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Well, as, as soon as Emma started talking about itchy head, my head started itching straight away and my body is still itching. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it, Emma. What an incredible story. I love that. I love how you talked about, you know, it's so important these days um, for us to really go back to who who we're supposed to be. Like you, I've I've been in the, you know, in the in the masculine energy all the way until I met Christian um, you know, some years ago now. And, you know, that really helped me. And I really know that that was the reason why I needed to be with Christian because it needed his type of personality to get me into my divine feminine of because he had it no other way where I, I had to be the receiver. And it just, at the beginning, it was like I, I would fight it because he'd be like, no, you, what do you mean? You, even little things like uh, you can't just organise the restaurant. I need to know whether I can eat food there. Like, <laughs> And he'd say, you're just going to be available at this time on this night. You don't need to know anything else. Trust me. And now my whole life is full of surprises, like Christian loves surprises. And so I just, I don't ever know where we're going. I don't ever know what we're doing. I don't ever know, you know, what day trip he's got planned, what other trips he's got planned. It's He just does everything. And it's just so beautiful just to, just to like you said, to be held, just to be yeah. held because but but I don't want to take anything away from, you know, my beautiful ex-husband, John, because he also served a purpose because I needed to be in my masculine to build the business that I built, which is now supporting me being in this other space now. So everything is perfect and everything is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. So 
everything works out the way it needs to be with whatever partner you're with at the time. It's your perfect partner. There is no wrong partners. That's right. I agree. Yeah, it's just, yeah I, I, I needed that seven years married to him to, to learn so much about myself and relationships and what I want and what I don't want. And he was, he was not the right guy for me, but he was perfect for my growth. He was so yeah. perfect. So he was the right guy. Exactly. <laughs> so he was the perfect guy for you. Yeah, and he was the right father, like the biological father of my boys. You know, if there yeah, was absolutely. any biological father of my boys, that they would be different boys. So he was the perfect guy, absolutely perfect, yeah. Karen and I talked about this in our previous episode of Attracting Your Soulmate about how everybody is perfect at the right time. So what were you going to say, Karen? You were about to say something. I was just going to say over here, I was having a conversation with uh, Michelle Rosenthal, who is going to be joining us also. And we were talking about that same exact thing and how when you when you really reflect on your life and the journey, it all happens perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's It's so fascinating to me that... It, everything happens for a reason and all the puzzle pieces come together when you sit back in, like you just said, Emma, in the, the being present moment and really taking a look at all of the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. because you're present enough to see it and how it all fits together in this perfect web. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So if we could just ask you, Emma, just a couple of questions because you talked about abundance and uh, you're someone in the spiritual community, the hypnotherapy community that has, has, has got abundance in every area of your life and you have managed to create that. And I know previously you said you created it like I did with, with our masculine doing, 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 and that's a paradigm that no longer works because it is all about being the master creator and co-creating with the universe. But what are some of your hacks that um, that you – I know I heard you talk once about when you would hold a workshop, um, there's something you would do with crystals. You know, what are the kind of hacks that you do to yeah. bring the – to bring yourself this spiritual – abundant business that is so successful okay so i have this beautiful rose quartz crystal bowl right and what i do is i'll go so say if i'm holding a retreat and i want 20 people in that retreat or i'm i'm doing teacher training and i want 40 people in there whatever it might be i might want 10 people in there i will go and buy 10 crystals that represent the 10 souls that are coming into the container ship so before I've even mm-hmm. um, advertised it or anything, that I'm already holding an energy. So I place them in this bowl Beautiful. and I put words in there. I get, I call in archangels. I call in um, goddesses. I call in Mother Mary. I go, can you look after these souls and guide them to this particular container ship because this is what they're going to need. Now, I don't have a person in, in, mm-hmm. in mind. I just have a soul need. That soul needs what I'm going to be teaching because everything I do is for the higher. It's My mission is to raise the frequency of the planet. So and all I'm doing, the more I can teach people, they can go and do the work. So bring the people in that is going to do the work, not just turn up to training and not do anything with it. You know what I mean? They're going to come in, mm-hmm. do the training, go, right, let's do this, let's, let's go. So that's what I do. So I put them in a little grid. And then often I can even draw, like I'll draw a, a shape, could be a diamond, 
and I'll ground it. So at the top of the diamond, I'll write in Uluru. The bottom might be Egypt. The left might be Atlanta. Um, the right might be, uh, I don't know, Egypt. So it's anchored into those anchor points of magic and love. And then in the middle, I'll write, say, it's relationship sovereignty, right? I'll write relationship sovereignty. Uh, people find this with ease and grace and get the most uplifting experiences they've ever had in their life. So I'm gritting up what the container ship's going to be, even before I've got a date for it. So I've got all this beautiful energy. The energy has been supported. So when I'm not consciously thinking about it, it's still being looked after. So those people it's that beautiful. That's why, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, they just get attracted to it. So people ring me and they go, or people will refer yeah. someone. Go, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm like, okay, because their soul has already been visiting. It's just their three-dimensional I love that. that. It's just their brain that needs to catch up with the soul. So that's what I do. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It's such a different energy to oh, I've got to have a a retreat and it's got to have this many people because yeah. it has to be this way and it will and it, and it will happen by this method and then I have to convert this amount of people need to appear at the masterclass and then I need to convert this percentage and then this percentage is going to is going to go to the next part and it's like oh my god there's so much pressure there and it's so much yeah. hanging on like this oh which is completely different to what you're saying, which is it's not about me having a retreat and it's for me. It's about for the higher good of all. That's and right. it's I want this for them. Yeah, and so I, I, I feel I'm a direct channel for source work. So source works through, I'm just an avatar. So I'm an avatar for source work. And when you get into your masculine energy, which is very thinking brain, that's when you mess it up. When you go into feeling body, that's when you magnetize. You don't have to hustle. You don't have to do all that work. You don't have to panic. Mm. If I sit there and I go, right, I've got a table, there's 12 seats here and two people turn up, I know those two people are going to be the people that's going to do way more and mm. better than having them filling the other 10 spots up. So I don't look yeah. at numbers. I look at what's the effect on the on the planet. How's this going to lift? How's this going to upload the planet, you know? Because you you can have a room of 100 people. You're going to need one person in there to be a go-getter because the 99 other yeah. people may do nothing, you know? They do nothing. Mm -hmm. I want people to do things, you know? I want people to save this freaking world. I want people to raise the frequency of this planet. I want people to heal. People Absolutely. to feel good, you know? Wake up and yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and go, freaking love that. You know, I, I love what I'm seeing in the mirror. It doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. It's just like, I love me. Just that at a conscious, at a collective consciousness has got to lift the, the frequency of this planet. It's a great hack. Thanks, Thanks for sharing love. that. Take it. Steal awesome. it. Have it. Everyone have it. It's great. It works. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful way of br bringing in your people and it's because it's all about collaboration now. I mean, we're doing this as a collaboration. It's not yeah. one person speaking by themselves. <laughs> this yeah. is Soul Sisters getting real about really magical stuff. What an <laughs> awesome episode. We've gone from kidnapping <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to the way that um, the divine way that 
Emma brings in people to her workshops and retreats and, you know, we're going to put all your contact details on the show notes in terms of anybody who wants to connect in with Emma. You can tell she's a magical person, a magical being, a magical soul who is here to raise the frequency of the earth. And if you resonate with her, um, you will never, ever, ever look back. Is there something, Emma, that you'd like to say as a final thing? Yes. Well, I'd like to I, say to every single listener. Karen's got something first, though. Karen's got something first. I, I just would like to mention that um, I had met Emma when you came to the States for a conference. Yes. And when Josh, my son, passed away, I remember you contacting me and saying, and it was maybe just a week or two afterward, would you like me to do a soul fragment hypnosis or session for you? And at the time, I had no idea what the heck it was. But I was in that space of like healing. Yes, like I am, you know, I need any healing I can get, anything anyone wants to offer me, I am accepting it. And uh, and you did a soul fragmentation, soul fragment, is that what you call it? Soul yeah, fragmentation. Soul soul retrieval. Fragment. Yeah. Retrieval, yes, with Josh and the energy. And it was so incredibly powerful. And that was my first experience with you and the spiritual realm because I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was so beautiful. And, you know, that was, that was about three years ago now. Thank you. I, I love I love that all three of us know each other from a personal perspective as well. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, you have these podcasts and you don't you haven't met people personally, but all three of us have spent time in our each other's physical presence as yeah. well as as this. So it makes it very special. So um retrieval was actually downloaded through St. Anne for me. Mary's mother that was completely yeah channeled it was beautiful it's beautiful it's a beautiful process isn't it Mm -hmm. it was I just remember it being very impactful and not sure what the heck was going on but it definitely Mm -hmm. uh it helped a lot Mm -hmm. beautiful love it it is amazing I love this thank you we You're love welcome. You. You're welcome. What's if you want to say something to the listeners out there? What would it be? Just one final thing. Every single person listening to this, I just want you to, if possible, put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly button. Breathe deep, deep, deep into your belly button, and just know that you are more mm-hmm. than you can ever, ever imagine. That's it. Thank you, Lee. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> And um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this channel. And uh, we have these wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, magical guests like Emma Romano. Emma, thank you so much for joining Karen and I. It's really been so much fun and amazing in terms of the stories. Like I thought I knew you well, but there's still stories that are coming out that (laughs) surprise me. So thank you. Bye. Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.